Hello, my lovely listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Life of David. If you're listening in for the first time, my name is Coincela, I'm your host, and I'm delighted to have you here. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at several chapters of the Bible and just doing a holistic summary of David's journey so far and why he's so special to God and why God chose him. And I hope that you enjoy this episode and we're going to go right into it after our short interlude. Unlike the other episodes, I'm not going to be giving you a direct Bible text because we're going to be looking at different chapters of the Bible. Yeah, of the Bible. I actually have two Bibles in front of me so I can, um, what's that word? interchange them as i please so first of all in first chronicles 10 verse 13 there was um something stood out to me and i know we've spoken about the death of Saul, but like i said we're doing a holistic approach today and we're comparing first chronicles and the book of samuel first chronicles 10 13 the bible says so saul died because he was unfaithful to the lord he failed to obey the Lord's command and he, he even consulted a medium instead of asking the Lord for guidance. So the Lord killed him and turned the kingdom over to David of Jesse. That was why God killed Saul. And now we go to Second Samuel 5. Um, in verse 4, in verse 1 to 4, David became king of the whole of Israel. In the last episode, I said he first ruled in Judah for seven and a half years. And then he ruled from Jerusalem for 33 years. This was, um, he reigned 40 years in total. So he was 30 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 40 years in all. He had reigned over Judah from Hebron for seven and a half years. And from Jerusalem, he reigned over all Israel and Judah for 33 years, total of 40 years. Now, in verse 6, um, David led his men to Jerusalem to fight the Jebusites. Da, 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 da. The Jebusites taunted David, saying, You'll never get in here. Even the blind and lame could keep you out. But the Jebusites thought they were safe. So they thought they were safe because I think they had like, they thought they had strong fortification. But the thing is, um, okay, Amplified said because the walls are impenetrable. But the thing is, if God has sent a person, it does not matter how impenetrable the walls are, you will fall. And the Jebusites, because they thought they were impenetrable, they were proud. So they were even mocking David that even the blind and lame can keep him out. And he destroyed them. And verse 10 says, David became more and more powerful because the Lord God of heaven's armies was with him. Verse 13 is, um, David married more concubines and wives and they had more sons and daughters. There's going to be a whole episode on David marrying women up and down, but that's going to be much later on that David's mistakes. Um, in verse 19, this is another thing that stood out to me. It says the 17 to 25 of verse 19 so david asked the lord should i go out to fight the philistines will you hand them over to me then the lord replied yes go ahead i will certainly hand them over to you and then he went and god handed them over to him and he said 
um, he named the place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who burst through. Now let's go back to First Chronicles 10, verse 13. Saul failed to obey the Lord's command and he consulted a medium instead of asking the Lord for guidance. So the, contra- the contrast rather, between Saul and David is that David constantly asked the Lord for guidance. In the whole series, we've seen later episode and episode and chapter and chapter about how David asked God before making a decision. Even in the face of them wanting to stone him, David asked God before making a decision. In verse 23 of that same chapter, the Philistines came again and they wanted to attack again. And David asked the Lord again. And this time, God gave a separate instruction. The first time, God said, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. The second time, God said, don't attack them straight on. Instead, circle around behind them and attack them near the poplar trees. When you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees, be on alert. That will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. So David did what the Lord commanded and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon together. Just because God gave you one instruction before does not mean he's not going to change his mind. That is why at every point in time you should consult God. That is the mistake that Saul made. And David made sure he didn't make that mistake. So at every point in time he was asking God, he was asking God, he was consulting God, he was going back to God. It was literally a case of, if you don't speak, I won't move. So if this is somebody waited on God for answers before making decisions. David waited on God before making decisions. Then we move to 2 Samuel 6. There's not a lot in 2 Samuel 6. It was about the ark and it's not really our story. However, the popular story of David dancing with all his might is in 2 Samuel chapter 6. And the um, scriptures recorded in verse 14 that David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. So David was not just a king. David was also a priest. And um, that's why we say that David was was a sort of shadowing of the New Testament's man. Because David was, was was sort of a king and a priest. And that is, um, that is what God has called us to be. We are royalty, yes. We are kings, yes. We are also priests. That's second Peter says, you are a royal priesthood. David was a royal priesthood. Um, he, he danced before the Lord with his priestly garments. And when... The ark of the Lord entered the city. Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked down her windows and was filled with contempt for him because David was leaping and dancing before the Lord. And they brought the ark of the Lord, set it in its place inside the special tent. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And when he finished, he um, he gave to every Israelite man and woman in the crowd a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins. Then all the people returned to their homes. So he sort of, when he finished the sacrifices, he blessed them. That's how to put it. And verse 20 said, when David returned home to bless his own family, the daughter of Saul came out to meet him. And she said in disgust, how distinguished the king of Israel looks today. Da, 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 da. 
And he replied her, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord, so I celebrate before the Lord. And I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But these servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I'm distinguished. So Michael, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. To be honest, I like being a lady, reading what she said, I in a way understand how she was feeling. It was probably insecurity. Or maybe like why would my husband, the whole king, be, you know, shaming himself like this, quote and unquote. She lets feelings gets in the way of you know praising god and she suffered for it but this is for people that mock those that praise god you see somebody dancing in church and you are quick to record them so you can post them and start laughing at them be careful be careful because excuse me god god fights for his people if you are praising God wholeheartedly, God will fight for you. So before you start to, what's the English? Before you start to insult somebody, better be sure that you are not invoking curses on yourself. And now in Second Samuel chapter 7, which is, Second Samuel chapter 7 is why David is so special to God. And I'm going to, um, what's the word? I'm going to compare it with First Chronicles 17. So it's First Chronicles 17. First Chronicles 17 and Second Samuel chapter 7. They say almost the same thing, but I just want to have them side by side to be sure. Verse 1 says, King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all the surrounding enemies. And the king summoned Nathan the prophet and said, I am living, and David said rather, I am living in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of God is out there in a tent. David had a heart for God. God was David's father. And as a child, you cannot be living in a mansion. You cannot be living in a mansion and you are comfortable with your mom living in a one-bedroom in the village or your, your parents living in a one-bedroom in the village. It's unless you are a bad child. And normally when a parent, when our parents, they labor for us and they labor for us so that, you know, when it's time for them to rest, we can treat them right. They can reap the fruits of their labor. And I, and and David was, sorry, God was David's father. And David felt like God has given me everything I need. God has labored for me. God has given me rest from my enemies. But how is it now that I'm living in a palace, but God is still living in a tent? And I feel like it was that it was that one that just really pushed God to the edge. And God said, no, this David cannot just be an ordinary man. And Nathan replied to the king, go ahead and do whatever you have in mind for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the Lord said to Nathan, I highlighted this place in red. 
and I usually I usually would not read it, but because of how important it is, because this is where God promised David. And that is why when you when you are um, talking about Jesus now, you are still referring Jesus back to the lineage of David because of this promise. So I'm reading everything. And the Bible says, Second Samuel seven five, and First First Chronicles seventeen four. It is the same, the exact same thing. Check it out if if you don't believe me. Go and tell my servant David. This is what the Lord has declared. Are you the one to build a house for me to live in? I have never lived in a house from the day I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until this very day. I have always moved from one place to another with a tent and a tabernacle as my dwelling. Yet, no matter where I have gone with the Israelites, I have never once complained to the Israel, Israel's tribal leaders, the shepherds of my people, Israel. I have never asked them, why haven't you built me a beautiful cedar house? This is literally God saying, I've never complained. I don't mind. If you, you, maybe for instance, you know your mom does something like, maybe you know that she's been wearing this particular shoe for a while. And you know that the reason why she's wearing the shoes, not because she cannot afford to buy a new one, but because she keeps using the money to spend she keeps spending the money on you she keeps using it on your behalf or something and then you now decide that okay you know what my mommy has worn this shoe enough let me gift her another pair of shoes she didn't ask you and she, in her head, she may first be like oh why did you spend the money on me you could have visited for another thing i did not ask you can you in the car but that thing that you did it will touch her heart and she will never forget it and i believe that this was how god felt with david's suggestion God was like, David, I didn't ask you, but because of this thing that you have done, I will honor you. Let's continue. He said, now go and say to my servant, David, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people, Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone and I have destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. Now I will make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on the earth. And I will provide a homeland for my people, Israel, planting them in a secure place where they would never be disturbed. Evil nations will not oppress them as they have done in the past, starting from the time I appointed judges to rule my people, Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Furthermore, the Lord declares that he will make a house for you, a dynasty of kings. For when you die and are buried with your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will make his kingdom strong. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for my name, and I will secure his royal throne forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. If he sins, I will correct and discipline him with the rod like any father would do. But my favor will not be taken from him as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from your sight. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time and your throne will be secure forever. This promise is what saved Solomon. This promise is what saved many of the useless kings that they had up until the time of Jesus. This particular promise. Because I believe that if God hadn't promised David with the way David's descendants were doing, because David's descendants messed up, oh my God. 
those kings were messing up big time from Solomon's son. They were just doing Kiri. But because of this promise, because of the foundation their father or their 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 descendant, um, yeah, their father had laid, God said, No, no matter how crazy these people want to be, I can't go back on my word. That is why God only divided the kingdom. He could not take the kingdom away from Solomon, from Solomon's son, rather. He couldn't take it away. He only divided it. And he divided it because he had already promised that he can't take away the kingdom. And even when he divided it, he didn't divide it in the lifetime of Solomon, rather. He now divided it in the lifetime of Solomon's son because God had promised Solomon peace in his time. So you see that it's been a, a series of God promising these people. And that is why David is so special. That is why David is the person we call the man after God's heart. Because David loved the Lord and David served the Lord. And when the prophets went back and told David everything, David praised the Lord. Verse 18 to verse 29 was literally David praising the Lord. I feel like this is a psalm. I don't know, but I will not be surprised if this is a psalm. Because he said, and now, sovereign Lord, in addition to everything else, you speak of giving your servant a lasting dynasty. And he asks, do you deal with everyone this way, O sovereign Lord? What more can I say to you? You know what your servant is really like. There is no one like you. We have never even heard of another God like you. What other nation on earth is like your people? Say, God, I am your servant. Do as you have promised concerning me and my family. Confirm it as a promise that will last forever. And may your name be honored forever. So that everyone in Israel will say, the Lord of heaven's army is God over Israel. Your words are truth, and you have promised these good things to your servant. And now may it please you to bless the house of your servant, so that it may continue forever before you. For you have spoken, and when you grant a blessing to your servant, to sovereign Lord, it is an internal blessing. I just picked some of the verses that stood out to me. David worshipped God. Even if God is not a scam, but even if God was a scam and did not even want to, maybe God was just bluffing before. I'm, this is me saying if God was man, maybe God was just bluffing before. With all these things that David has said, God would God would have even done more. Because David, David knew, he knew how to access the throne room of heaven. And that is why he's so special. And that is why he's so special. And that is why he's so, you know, different from every other king that walked on the earth. And that is why they call him the man after God's heart. Because of this promise, because of this covenant. And um, in chapter 9, Second Samuel chapter 9, I spoke about this briefly in the last episode, David's kindness to Mephibosheth. And this is because of the promise that David had made to Jonathan. Is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Da, 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 da. Then he brought 
Mephibosheth, that's Saul's um, grandson. And then he said, do not be afraid. I intend to show you kindness to you because of the promise, because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Then Mephibosheth, who was crippled in both feet, lived in Jerusalem and ate regularly at the king's table. David was a person that kept to his promise. Because Mephibosheth said, who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? He didn't even rate himself. Mephibosheth did not rate himself because he was crippled. And I, I know I spoke about him last episode, but I'm talking about it again. He was crippled. He didn't rate himself. But because David was a man that kept to his word, he's like, you know what? No, I promised your father that I will show you kindness. So I'm going to do it. And that is why, that is why David is so revered. Is that the word? I don't know. English is a bit funky. But you know the word I'm talking. That's why he's so honored. That is why he's so respected. Because he was a man after God's heart. Because he knew how to access God's throne room. And I pray that God helps us to be like David. To have a heart like David. To have a heart for God like David in Jesus' name. Amen. I trust that you were blessed today. Like I said, this is just a summary of everything so far. And why David is unique. And from next week's episode, we're going to be talking about David's... um, What's the word? David's... Wins as the king i'm not going the word is not win but like david's conquest as kings then afterwards we're going to talking about david the mistakes of david and then we're going to be talking about david's life principles i'm not going to promise you that we have just three episodes left because i don't know but no rush no pressure we'll finish this see you next week love you but god loves you more bye If you are blessed by today's episode, please follow us on Instagram at The New Dimension, follow us on TikTok at God Dimension, and follow us on Twitter at God Dimension. God bless you and see you soon.